Hi, and welcome to What A Word with KBDB, with your host, Toomey. The whole heart behind this podcast is to encourage us in our seasons of trials and challenges with the Word of God, knowing that regardless of what we're going through, He is faithful and His Word doesn't change. The situations may be different, but He is always faithful. So without much ado, let's get straight into it. Hi everyone, I just wanted to welcome you to the final episode of this season of What A Word podcast. Um, It's been a great season, the feedback, the DMs, the reposts, everything has been so encouraging and on this journey I didn't I didn't know what to expect and I have just been grateful that I started, um, which is what it's about, isn't it? Um, Thank you for our guests that's been on the show and I look forward to delivering you content that is encouraging and challenging and convicting all at the same time. So back to the final episode, I'm going to do something a bit different today. I'm going to actually play a clip from one of my favourite musicals ever and we're going to discuss it so you can try and guess the play and you can maybe if you even know the play guess the song okay what is a legacy it's planting seeds in a garden you never get to see what is a legacy it's planting seeds in a garden you never get to see um, I'm not going to say what the play is, but I would love for you to post and comment and let me know what you think. But when I was listening to the soundtrack a couple of weeks ago, it blew my mind. In fact, the play has blown my mind based on who the play is about and just talking about his legacy. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about, legacy. And I was listening to the soundtrack, as I said, a few weeks ago, and that line from that song actually stuck out to me so strongly. And um, in this 2020, I don't know if it's because I've turned a year older, by the grace of God, I'm now 32. I don't know if it's because we're now in 2020. And for what we have seen in these last six months, you know, it's almost, if you're not thinking about the future and what you're leaving behind and getting things in order for the next season and for the next step, it's kind of like, wow, like it's been so challenging, you know? And at the same time, it's been challenging. And it's also, if anything, it has highlighted so strongly how important it is to enjoy this moment you know the book of James says you know it's not a case of don't be so kind of proud to say we're going to do this and we're going to do that but definitely it has been more evident if the Lord wills and just how fragile life is and 2020 I've this year man like it started off with just great people dying and it's been consistent throughout the year life has been so fragile and that being so evident more so than ever, that tomorrow isn't guaranteed. I've been thinking about what am I leaving behind? You know, as a single woman, sometimes that question can be quite challenging as a sense because, you know, there's not an evident seed in terms of children and there isn't um, a physical spouse to build with. Um, And I will be honest, for a long time, I kind of thought that this whole thinking of legacy and building wasn't something that I had to think of. I just kind of thought, 
being the helpmeet, I would just help my husband build his. But that's not true in the sense that, yes, I am, I will be a helpmeet and I will build my husband's legacy if God wills it. But at the same time, Ephesians 2.10 says that, you know, Christ has prepared good works for us in Christ Jesus, not prepared good works for the husband in Christ Jesus, but for us, good works for you and I to do. So it would be unwise for me as a single woman to kind of sit on my laurels and not think that I don't have anything to do for the kingdom because I'm single. And yes, I may not have a physical partner yet, but we are all equipped with the power of the Holy Spirit, fellowship with the Holy Spirit for those of us that are in Christ Jesus. And he is the ultimate strategist, you know. He has guided me to people that have had strengths that I have needed. He has also led me to people who need my strengths and need my talent to build for his kingdom. So for me, it's not so much, Lord, what can I do? But it's more for me, how can I do it? And I think if we're being honest, a few of us probably have the same type of question. We have these great plans and ideas and it's working and partnering with God and allying ourselves with him that we may do what he has called us to do for the glory of his kingdom. And as I close with this episode, I wanted to challenge you with some of the thoughts that I've been challenged with. And yeah, I hope it's real. I hope this is real edifying conversation. And um, as always, there'll be scriptures at the end. So the first part of I talked about was the soundtrack that I listened to. And I was discussing about how it triggered me thinking about legacy and this understanding that the reality is for a lot of us, we are planting seeds in a garden we won't see. You know, the legacy, it's for those come after us. And I pray that we'll see part of the legacy and the dream come to fruition in the lives of our children and their children by God's grace. But, you know, To be honest, we may not see the entirety of it in our lifetime, which is, I guess, I guess that's just life. But what then really sparked this conversation was Save the Last Dance. Yep, the Michael Jordan documentary. I had said for a while that I was not going to watch this documentary. Why? Because I knew it was going to have Kobe Bryant. And I'm not a basketball fan like that. I'm not a sports girl at all. But on the... January 26th, when I heard that Kobe Bryant died and his daughter Gigi, something in me, like, it was, it was bizarre because, like I said, I'm not really into sports at all. But I guess being, as I'm getting older, you identify and you can empathise with different perspectives, even if you haven't been through it. So I thought of Vanessa, what would it be like to marry the love of your life and then they're gone? and having um, his children, and he's not there anymore. What would it be like to lose your daughter? You know, these were the things that I was thinking of, and it really broke my heart. And it caused me to think, to obviously, like everyone, to Google him. Like, my Instagram explore page still has Kobe and Gianna come up often, because I still look at them, like, months on. Um, And I didn't want to watch the documentary because I knew that Kobe would be in it. And I'm just making my peace with it. I pray for the family 
um, often enough and my heart just really goes out to them and those who have lost especially during this pandemic and even beforehand so I didn't want to watch Save the Last Dance because I wasn't ready to see Kobe and all the rest of it so one day my sister puts it on and it's the episode with Kobe And I am just in awe. And I'm just like, wow, these men are just great. Look at their talent. Look how gifted they are. Oh, they are so great. And then the Holy Spirit says to me, who says they're great? And I was like, yeah, they're great men. And then he says, oh, so whose standard do you want to be great by? And I was just like, hold on, what? Like, I felt like, you know, Jesus with the woman at the well and the Samaritan woman. And I kind of felt like while Jesus, while she was asking Jesus for water that would never run dry and that she would never make, that would never make her thirsty. Jesus comes out with, go bring your man or bring your husband. I'm like, Lord, I'm saying that these are great men. And then he just comes out with, whose standard do you want to be great by? And that is just like the Holy Spirit. He sees the very intent of our heart when we speak and when we act. And when I was watching Kobe, when I was watching Michael Jordan, I was I was in awe of them. And I was like, wow, these are great men. Like the world knows them. Their impact is far and wide. And for many people, they would have great things to say about them. Okay. And obviously not everyone because nobody's perfect, but they are literally immortalized, right? Michael Jordan's not dead. But Kobe's like immortalized. His actions have like he is forever going to be known in history. And the Holy Spirit was almost, well, not almost, the Holy Spirit was triggering me, was causing me to think, was what standard do you want to be great by to me? Like you're triggered by them, you're inspired by them, but what standard do you want to be great by? The world standard or by my standard, i.e. God's. Now I'm not saying that Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan or whoever else are not great by God's standard. I don't have the power to say that. And they did amazing things. You can't take away their talent, their records that they broke and everything else. But as we know, and as Christians, all of that is great on earth. But there's only one book that we're aiming to get into. And that is not the world's records, you know, it is the book of life. And at the end of the day, it's that that face to face when we come before our maker and it's hearing that you have been good and faithful well done my good and faithful servant and so when the Holy Spirit was asking me that question he was asking me about my heart's intent did I want to be great in terms of have a worldly fame to be well known or did I want to be great by what he would call me to be great by and that was challenging that was really challenging Because as a Christian, you know, legacy, the Bible talks about it. But as a Christian, our legacy and greatness has to be rooted in God and ordained by God. Our intentions, our motivations are key. It's everything to God. You know, Samuel went to go and anoint the next king and um, Eliab looked like the kingly king, you know, he looked like it. He was externally looking like a king to be. But God tells him, man looks at the outside, but I look at the heart. And it's so challenging now, even more so because we live in such an external world. You know, we 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 live in a world where you get more likes for being maybe physically um, appealing. We get more attraction and more engagement by how well we 
we, we position things and how great things look. I mean, my room right now looks like the perfect inverted commas Instagram room, you know, and I'm showing it a lot more because of how it looks. Um, and all of that is well and good. But as a Christian, and I've definitely struggled with this in the sense that not uh, not having the external be more important than my motivations, you know, oh, it looks like I'm doing the right thing. So I am doing the right thing. And it's a case of, well, are you just doing that so men can praise you? Are you doing that for a big well done? And oh, Tumi, you're so great. Oh my gosh, you're so, you're so thoughtful. And for somebody like me, that's really challenging because words of affirmation is my number one love language. And so obviously it has to be genuine. But you know, if like birthdays, when people send me cards, when people write messages about me, I star them, I, I save them because they mean so much to me when they're obviously genuine. So hearing well done and hearing praise from people can be, um, I love it. I'm not going to lie. I love it, you know, and I don't think it's a bad thing to love. But when the affirmation of man is greater than the affirmation of God, then we have a problem. And I think that's what God was alluding to when he triggered me last week whose standard do you want to be great by and so my first point is is that whilst we're building on legacies whilst whilst we're building for the family to come for for the future to come and all of that financially physically emotionally spiritually I want to all you know I I want the physical greatness you know physically the house you know I want the spiritual blessings, you know, for my children to be in the Lord, for my seed to know the Lord and to be remain in the Lord Jesus Christ and to and to, to know that this is the family that believes in Christ and, you know, to set things right for my children and their children. You know, I want all of the greatness, but I only want it in him. And that is challenging because what is great for somebody's life trajectory may not be great for me. And comparison and contentment are literally polar opposites, but are so close to one another that literally you can be like content in one moment and you look over to the other side and think, oh, look what they're doing. Wow, look what they're doing. And it's like you desire it so much that you move away from being content. And then you're seeking somebody else's legacy. You're seeking somebody, someone else's um, measure of greatness that God may have put for them, but not necessarily for you. So my question, my first point is, as we build legacy, let's ensure that we're building it ordained and rooted in God. You know, um, in 1 Corinthians 3.13 it says, the work of each one will plainly, will become plainly known. For the day of Christ, it will be disclosed and declared because it will be revealed by fire. Fire will test, critically appraise the character and worth of the work each person has done. You know, and on that day, when my, when our work is tested, I really want my work to be proven true, to be like gold, to be solid and not burnt up because it wasn't on the right intent. I didn't have the right foundation. I was all about seeking God's, I mean, seeking man's appraisal over God's. So is our intention and what we're building, our legacy, whatever it may be, is it ordained by God and rooted in Christ? 
And so moving on from that is kind of like, well, how do we know that for that first point? And it's funny because in the book of Ecclesiastes, um, it's like the writer is just amazing. Chapter one, verse two, it's not even playing any games. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities and all that is done without God's guidance is vanity. Yeah. Towards the end of the book of Ecclesiastes, it ends with, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. And I was just like, wow, you know, if God isn't guiding us, if we are not being led in his word, by his word and through the power of his Holy Spirit, then we may be chasing vanities. I may be chasing vanities. And as we're seeing in this 2020 alone, there just isn't time to be wasting chasing things that God hasn't got for me. I don't want to waste time chasing after a man or, you know, trying to make myself appealing to a man who God has not even said, this is who you're meant to build your family and your legacy with. I don't want to be spending time, you know, in a job, giving it my all. And God said, I didn't even call you here, but I want to be exactly where he has called me to be. If it means moving, if it means, you know, doing what seems mediocre and and um and minor to others but I want to have that peace knowing that God this is where you've called me to be this is where you have guided me to be this is where you have desired for me to be and how someone might be asking so how do we know that to me it's in his word you know the whole point behind what a word podcast was that I wanted to answer everyday questions and challenges with the word of God. He, in John 15, it says, abide in me and we, he, we will bear much fruit. As we abide in him, he keeps pruning us that we may bear more fruit. And any branch that doesn't bear fruit says he cuts it off and casts it into the fire. You know, my prayer is that I don't want to be cast into the fire before I know I'm even there. I'm cut off because I think I'm bearing fruit, but I'm not even connected to the vine. So as we press into him with reading the word, studying it, letting it have power to transform us. And that is the beauty of the word of God. That's the beauty of our faith. We believe Christ through grace by faith. Okay, by grace through faith. We believe in him. He has already done the work and he transforms us. He will give us an option and we feel that conviction. We have to go along with it, even if it's difficult, even if it's challenging. So let's not get so stuck on how am I gonna know but let's just get stuck on with let me just get stuck in his word God is big enough to speak with you yeah God is big enough to open doors for you God is big enough to say this is my way walk in it literally I'm reading it on my vision board your ears will hear a word and it says this is the way walk in it Psalm 32 he will instruct he will instruct us the way to go with his loving eye over us and I'm speaking to myself, you know, maybe I just need to get more in his word, obey the little that he's told me to do and let me keep walking in it. I mean, this is how I got here. He led, literally had people speak to me over the course of February again and again and again about this podcast that in March I was like, okay, Lord, I'm ready. He then told me through someone else, literally the app that I needed to get. I wanted to do it last year, but I had none, I had none of this knowledge. 
He set the time and he led me to where he wanted me to be with the podcast. How much more so with other things? You know, he has led us to him. How much more so with the great work he has set in him for us to do? So the second point is to building our legacy, we have to be stuck in his word, reading his word, praying his word, meditating on it day and night, obeying it, that success may come. That's in Joshua. And so finally, we have been set to do good works in Christ. My good work may not be the same as somebody else's good work. I have friends who are doing a great work raising their homes, their children, their businesses. I have other friends who are doing a good work in setting up organisations and helping people. And I have my good work in doing what he has called me to do right now. And by God's grace, there will be more. We are living in such a politically and spiritually charged moment right now. There are so many physical problems and I believe so strongly that we, the church, have the spiritual solutions. That is a part of his good work that he has set for us in Christ Jesus. We can only know that if we're willing to sacrifice. Spend some time off the gram, upstairs, wherever, in your room, pressing in on him and seeking his face. It's the only way. Because... We have potential. He's given us the gifts that are measured to, you know, different. He's given us a measure of faith for all of us. And as a school teacher, you know, one of the, I guess, the more disappointing aspects of my job is when it comes to results day and then the the students get their results. And then as a teacher, I say, oh, they had so much potential because they didn't get to where they were supposed. They didn't get what I knew they could have done. And the disappointment they feel when they also realise that I could have done better. But it's so beautiful to see when students get their results and like, oh my goodness, I did it. Wow, look. And it's like, you made it. You, you even did better. You did it. Well done. On that day, when he calls me back and we all have to give record, I don't want him to say, Tumanini, you had so much potential. I want everything he has for me. I want to sow the seeds and for the garden that I will never get to see, but my children's children will see it, spiritually or physically. And we don't know when that day is, so we don't have any time to waste. So as I close on the final episode of What A Word podcast, I want to ask you, what seeds are you sowing for the garden that you may never get to see? Are you rooted and planted in him this is a perfect time to take stock as we ease out of lockdown and whatever the case may be to reevaluate, recalibrate ourselves with him the second point I said is how do we do that it's getting into his word you know I'm trying to read um books of the bible now and trying to understand it what talks about what it says about jesus and what i can learn from it and literally apply it so it's renewing my mind i'm trying to make an effort that a day goes by that i'm not spending some quality time so it's not necessarily the amount of time but quality time in his word because i need it to try to renew my mind because the world is so loud everything is so physical and i know for me 
I'll be comparing myself to everyone on there online if I'm not reading his word. And then the third point is making sure that we're walking in all that he has for us, the good work he has for us, that we're not um, missing out on potential that he's given us. You know, that we are, whatever talent he's given us, five, two or one, that we're putting it to work so that on that day, we have feared God, our work has been tested and he is saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. So, as always, the scriptures is going to come through to encourage us. I hope it's been challenging to you. Again, let me know what the song is. I'm probably going to guess it with the tags I'll put with the podcast. But it's been an absolute honour and a blessing um, to have had this, that God has given me this. And yeah, as always, because we know better, we do better. Take care and hold up for the scriptures. I'm now going to go through some scriptures which I pray the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance in the times where man's opinion clouds what God is saying, um, in the times where comparison can choke and almost guide us instead of being led by his spirit. And I pray that in those times the Holy Spirit will do its work and remind us of his word. Uh, Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Psalm 75 verses 6 to 7. This I know, the favour that brings promotion and power doesn't come from anywhere here on earth. For no one exalts a person but God, the true judge of all. He alone determines where favour rests. He anoints one for greatness and brings another down to his knees. Proverbs 22 verse 29. Do you see any truly competent workers? They will serve kings rather than working for ordinary people. Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do good works with which God predestined beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5 Therefore judge nothing before the time, until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God. Matthew 25 verse 22 and 23 And he also who had two talents came forward saying Master you entrusted two talents to me here I have gained two more His master said to him Well done you upright honorable admirable and faithful servant you have been faithful and trustworthy over a little I will put you in charge of much enter into and share the joy the delight and blessedness with which your master enjoys. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 18 For not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. And finally, Hebrews 12, 1-2 Therefore, since we are also surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which so easily ensnares us, 
and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. I pray that those scriptures really do bring truth and hope to your hearts. And I pray that time and time again, when we get distracted, and as Hebrew says, uh, where the weight of this world and the things that can easily ensnare try to trip us up, that the Holy Spirit would indeed bring his truth and word to light. Have a great day um, and God bless. Thank you.